Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Which is you know, physical sensations, emotions, and thoughts. And the R is what's our relationship to it? Are we pushing it away? Are we kind of hooked by the thoughts and the anxious thoughts? Or can we just sit there and watch it? So that's R is our relationship. And then A, P-E-T-R-A is, you know, what's our attitude? Are we a victim or are we a hero? And literally in this one acronym, and I, 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 for myself, let alone, you know, podcast listeners or people we work with, or maybe this coach, can we just be with what is? With, can we have our relationship be welcoming as opposed to pushing away or getting all wound up? And then can we have the attitude of, you know, not a victim? Hey, welcome back, Transformers. And we, we here with JP, my good friend, JP. We, we were talking on the other end and he was teasing me about the Bucks and uh, Giannis, uh, how he wanted to rob him from us. Uh, but... <laughs> Of course, we know how that story uh, ended. So, JP, why don't you just tell us your full name again? I, I know I said it on the other side here, but, you know, it's always good for the owner of the name uh, to say their, their name. Sure, sure. Uh, JP Palu Fry. Outstanding. And, you know, everybody's really struggling. And people really feel like their emotions have really caused a lot of their struggles in their life at some for some at this very moment for some it, you know it's kind of past tense from them and you know maybe these things come up you know oftentimes uh but so before we get into that i i think it's really good for us to just really get acquainted with you and really know what your transformation journey has been you know from you know where you are and you know you know and how you're still on that path right now yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. I, like everyone listening, suffers, right? I've got the same, I don't want to say the same challenges because I don't want to invalidate other people's challenges. But I think what's clear in my life is coming to understand that, gosh, there are some challenges that I faced, you know, in different times of my life. Um and, and what's clear now, maybe not at the time, is that those were the greatest opportunities of transformation for me. And so, you know, it's now moved into our professional work where, you know, I run an organization, we do quite a bit of research, you know, we survey 40,000 people a month. And one of the research findings is that we have these things called last 8% situations. What is that? Mm. That is kind of a more difficult situation than the ones we usually face in the course of a day, a week, a month, maybe in COVID's case, a generation, which is, you know, a difficult relationship or a difficult conversation we need to have or a difficult decision we need to make or a difficult task we need to do. And what's, what we found is that those last 8% situations are difficult um, and it's easy for us to feel like a victim when they're happening to us, 
And, and it can feel like this is happening to me as opposed to having a bit longer of a view, recognizing that this last 8% situation is happening and it might be happening for me. Mm-hmm. And that is to say that, you know, we can't change our past, but we can change how we look at it. We can change how we learn from it. And so I think while that's my professional work now, you know, I, I when I think of all the challenges in my life, you know, of self-doubt at times, of not getting what I think I want, and then re- looking back with a bit of a longer view, realizing, wow, actually, it felt like failure in the moment. But really, this that was just a step of learning. And as you say, transformation that brought me to where I am today. And not that I have a perfect life, not at all, but it made me who I am today. And I think that's this, you know, I love your show. And I think this is what's true for everyone listening to your show is that we all have a shared suffering. The question is, what do we do with it? Right? What's our response to it? Can we use it in a kind of hero or heroine's journey to transform and become our best selves? Or are we going to be victims and blame others and say, this is happening to me and be justified maybe, but it's not actually going to help us. So I think, you know, that's why I am so attracted to your show. Cause I think, you know, you're speaking the truth around transformation is possible for any of us at any time, if we're willing to look at ourselves and be really honest in looking at ourselves. Yeah. Just, I love that. You, you really just brought us some real clear insight and without even telling it all, I, telling all of the stories that, you know, sometimes we, we think we, we wanted to hear every bit of like the fights, the swings and all of that. And sometimes you don't need to hear that. Sometimes you need to know that like, yes, these things, people will label them as bad, but really the bad is they are also assets. And, and, and that's what I'm kind of hearing from you. These, these things are assets, you know, these things that, that happened as I was the caterpillar going into the cocoon, <laughs> uh, where, you know, they, become, they became the strengths to help me to make that transformation inside of that cocoon so I can be able to, to fly the way I'm flying now. You know, not, not saying that, like, while I'm flying, that I'm still experiencing turbulence along the way. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's right on. And I think... You know, Marcus, I think what's true is that we have been taught from an early age to push away those things that are uncomfortable, right? To almost deny them. Mm -hmm. And when we feel stress in our body, let's say, we want to do everything we can to not feel that. And so what do we do? We, you know, what's pushing away? That could be drinking or drugs or um, uh, distraction, workaholism on and on and on. And, and I think what I've learned, not again, not that I'm perfect, but when I've actually just sat there and welcomed that, whatever it is, while it's present, and this is really the mindfulness practice, but if I can just welcome it in, befriend it in a way, it loses its power. And that's one of the things we do with Olympic athletes and NFL and NBA teams is when we, and US Army, Navy, all these folks under pressure is that when people feel pressure, so anyone listening right now, when you feel pressure, as opposed to pushing it away, trying not to feel it, welcome it in and just befriend it and bring some mindfulness to be kind of curious about it. And what's incredible is that that can transform that moment from, you know, not wanting to feel something to, 
okay, I'm uncomfortable, but that's all it is. It's not, I'm uncomfortable and I'm, you know, racked by drama. And when I say drama, that, that I don't like the word drama, but more, I'm not racked by, you know, even more suffering, so to speak. You know, I'll tell you a story and I, and I can't say the, the, the gentleman's name, but I, you know, I, I coach coaches and one of the coaches that I've coached in one of the professional leagues, um, uh, he would get physically sick before every, uh, you know, game. And in this league, there's like, you know, 80 games in the season gives you a bit of an idea which league, but anyway, you know, he'd get physically sick. Right. And, you know, before I started working with him and, and the thing is he, he, he just gets so nervous and anxious before a game. And so he'd physically, you know, vomit and, it's horrible. And he, and at one point he's like, JP, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Cause I, I'm tired of feeling this. And even for him, and that's a pretty extreme case that is. just to welcome that, just to say, okay, here's how, and we call it our pet P E T. Our P is physical sensations. What are like for all the listeners right now, just tune into your body. What are you feeling in your physical, you know, body, physical sensations, and just be curious. And then E is emotions. Okay. So what emotions are we, you know, feeling down, feeling up? Just, just note it without trying to change it. And then T is thoughts. What are the thoughts in our head, that voice in our head? So, you know, for this individual and for all of our, you know, the work and, you know, this is all on the podcast, the last 8% morning podcast, but can we just be friend our pet? And what happens is that as we can, we start to change our relationship to it. So in fact, the full acronym is Petra, P-E-T-R-A. Petra is actually a place in Jordan. It's a very famous ruins, yeah. which I've actually been lucky to visit. But, you know, can we can we just be present with our with Petra, which is, you know, physical sensations, emotions, and thoughts? And the R is what's our relationship to it? Are we pushing it away? Are we kind of hooked by the thoughts and the anxious thoughts? Or can we just sit there and watch it? So that's R is our relationship. And then A, P-E-T-R-A is, you know, what's our attitude? Are we a victim or are we a hero? And literally in this one acronym, and I, I, for myself, let alone, you know, podcast listeners or people we work with, or maybe this coach, can we just be with what is? With, can we have our relationship be welcoming as opposed to pushing away or getting all wound up? And then can we have the attitude of, you know, not a victim? This isn't happening to me. This is happening for me in some way. And it might not be obvious in the moment. So that to me is kind of what's really helped me on my journey of transformation is to just, just to be present with what is because it is like, this is life. Like life is not all happiness and positive emotions and pleasure. It's not. And yet we run to pleasure. We move away from pain. And I'm saying, let's just sit in whatever's present. You know, I I think what you have done for the people just in just in this little exercise here you you gave a real good exercise that brings brings a, a lot of how you can be mindful uh, right right now and and activate that and and then if we go further back earlier you described the person who was on who is definitely on a path of just making their life and their kids lives better but I got to I got to ask you. There's still people sometimes that don't feel content after doing what they thought they needed to do uh, to right. make life better. And 
I, I, I definitely have suggested, you know, mindfulness before. Is, yeah. is there is there anything, you know, outside of mindfulness, uh, or, or 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 do you feel that there's there's something else, you know, going on that causes this, you know, this discontentment? Yeah. So I mean, we all need to have some direction. And what I mean by that is like the way we are as human beings, it, 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 it fills us to have a, an aim, a direction to know where we're going. And so sometimes I think part of your question is, you know, people kind of achieve that, whatever it is they want to achieve and they're still not happy. They're still discontent. And and I think the point is maybe they've got the wrong goals. And in that case, you know, um, you know, one of the things that we have found, in fact, we, we've got a really neat course, a free course that actually uh, kind of we're putting on YouTube and it's going to come up in the next couple of weeks. So, you know, people look for it, but so just Google my name and then look on YouTube, but it's all around goal setting. And what's interesting is that a lot of times people struggle with goals because they're making goals that they think other people would approve of as opposed to what do they really want? So I think to answer your question, I think sometimes we might meet our goals but that really are goals. They might be, but they might not be. And so I think that's part of it, number one. Um, number two, I do think we have to change our belief system because unfortunately, you know, we think it's in attaining things that will bring us happiness and fulfillment. It's not, right? It's not. And look, easy for me to say because I am privileged, right? I'm a white cisgender male who, you know, was fortunate to have, you know, a decent family. Um, We weren't rich, but, you know, there was some stability there and it wasn't perfect upbringing. And so that means that, you know, there's certain things that I'm fortunate to have. I still have my suffering, don't get me wrong. Um, but, But I guess what I'm saying though is the truth is, is that if people can look inside and understand what goal matters to me, Mm -hmm. Can I be mindful with things as they are without trying to push it away? And, you know, can I change my belief about what does it mean to be happy? It's not about, you know, getting all of these things. Because, you know, even myself who had like a pretty good upbringing, you know, and, you know, all the things I needed, that didn't mean I was happy necessarily. Happiness comes from really understanding ourselves, being at ease with whatever is present in the moment doing some purposeful work that gets us excited, like the work you're doing, Marcus, right? Like you're like totally juiced by what you're doing. And that's really inspiring to a lot of people to me. And so for anyone listening, this is the path, right? Which is understand yourself, know yourself, welcome whatever's present, see yourself as a hero on a journey. And and as you say, Marcus, like this is an opportunity for transformation. Um, And it's not about getting things like, I mean, unfortunately, you know, marketing of products, you know, in our, you know, in the NBA or NFL, like in all these places that we watch TV, all this marketing that comes at us, it says, you're not good enough unless you have this, you need to have that Mm -hmm. to be happy. It's just not right. Right. It's just not right. And, and so I, I would say that to your question, you know, if you're feeling discontent, it's, it truly is look inside. And I'll say one other thing, actually, because we know this about resilience. We know that some people who've had tough upbringings, we know that maybe the single most important factor in 
any of us being resilient is one other person, the power of one, we call it, one other relationship. And so I would say, especially this is to all the males who are listening, because we men aren't very good at kind of connecting out with others. We're almost embarrassed. We don't want to admit things aren't great. We're afraid to be vulnerable. And the thing is, is that hurts us more than it helps us. It really Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. He does. For those men or women who reach out and cultivate, it just has to be one good relationship, but relationships, that is such an antidote to many things and helps us be resilient, even in the face of a pandemic or racial injustice or kind of political chaos. So to me, that's, that's, there's a, there's a truth that is there, but you have to go and grab it. You've got to go find, you know, guides to help you. And, you know, I think, again, that's part of your show, which is to like, let's be a guide. And there's, you know, far greater guides than Marcus and myself out there who can really be helpful to you. And some of it might be religious or spiritual. Some of it might not be. What Pick your poison. Whatever works for you is the point. But that's the journey we're all on, it seems to me. I love that. And, and just to hold it right there, on the whole relationship aspect and, and finding that one and, and just to shift gears just slightly, you know, but still holding that relationship topic, you know, and that's huge. You know, there's so many people right now that really feel that, you know, they need that one, but there's some people who felt like, you know, they were with that one and maybe COVID kind of changed the, the dynamics of that one. And they may feel like now, you know, this thing is totally toxic. Yeah. And they're not sure why they're still with this person. Yeah. And they're finding it very hard to even leave the toxic relationship. Is there, is there any advice with this? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. That's a great question, Marcus. And, you know, far be it for me to <clears throat> give advice where every situation is different, which is kind of your point, right. but I'll, but I'll say this, um, I think we know deep in our gut what's right. <clears throat> and sometimes fear can keep us in a relationship, I think, you're, which is your point. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and I think it's really important that we kind of really dig deep um, and get some support outside of that relationship, somebody who we trust, who we feel we can be honest with. I've had either a therapist or a coach really for the last 15 years. And as I like to say to, you know, friends, it's either, you know, a coach if my life is going great and it's a therapist if my life isn't going as great, right? right. But I've always had someone there who can help me, right? Who yeah. can, you know, I started a men's group about 15 years ago and that helped a lot. Like just to talk about, hey, here's how I'm feeling. Here's how my work's going. Here's how my relationships are going. And honestly, I'd always leave those meetings with like so much less weight on my shoulders and then I could see things differently. And so if anyone is out there struggling in a kind of an intimate relationship, a partner, husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, 
I would say reach out, find someone, you know, who you can talk to um, because that can be, give you perspective. Cause sometimes, especially with COVID you're, which is, you know, we get really insular with this one person. And, mm-hmm. and I think you're right. COVID has shown a lot of people, whether this is the right person for them or not, you know, cause it's a high pressure situation in a sense. Yeah, so it, we learn a lot through that, don't we? We do. And it's really this unsettling feeling and this rage that's kind of, kind of trapped inside from just everything that's just happening, happening around us. And before you know, we, we, we are having anniversaries that we, we didn't really, you know, pay attention to before yeah. that are like, you know, Oh man, you know, this, this is really tapping, tapping the nerves here. And, and so what you suggestion with a therapist, with working with a coach is excellent. You know, is, I think it's the best, best advice and, you know, maybe going to a safe, safe place where someone you trust, uh, or even listening to a great podcast, uh, yeah. like, like yours, uh, like mine, uh, I think it's, it's a good, good starting, starting point, uh, to, you know, start, you know, getting the strength to, yes. you know, um, you know, make a, make a good assessment about where you are in this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so you know, we, we, we coming, we coming down to, uh, the, the, the bottom, bottom of the ninth. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so it's time to, you know, step up to the back here and, you know, really knock it out the park. Um, but before we get there, you know, you know, you've done some amazing work and I, I, I'm so grateful to have you on board here today. I wish I had you longer. Uh, the, the, the thing we, we have saw last year, you know, with the pandemic and, you know, and uh, I, I know, you know, we, we were, you know, probably just not even like touching this surface with this thing passing. Uh, many people now um, are like at an all time high of uh, needing, you know, the inspiration, the motivation. Right. Um, they, they need uh, to, to reverse the stress. Uh, and so now people are feeling like, you know, maybe my birth now uh, is even it's just a, a, a trigger uh, for the for the trauma. You know the, the fact that I'm even existing, uh, or you know, they just tired of the people you know the, uh, dying around them, and so you know to to confront death, and and it's just horrible. You know, it's hor- it's horrific. They don't know how to grieve. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So you know. So what are your thoughts about you know death and grieving and you know and birth and life? Yeah. You know. Gosh. I like. Don't know if I have any real insight. I mean, I'll tell you what I think, but I, I don't know if I have much insight. Um, in in a way, I think with we're almost four hundred thousand. I think we almost are four hundred thousand deaths in the U.S. right now, which is just horrible. And you know, it, it's it's bringing us a bit closer to some understanding of, and I think we miss sometimes, but our lives are fragile and, you know, we're not here for a long time. And to me, I think it creates a bit of a sense of urgency to, to, you know, get living, um, to be honest. Now that's, you know, I think maybe that's obvious, but, but I do think like for anyone out there, I, I would say, 
that realization of death is like, okay, we only have so many moments on this earth. Don't waste your moments. That's what I would say. Don't waste your moments. You know, think, what is it you want to do? You want to go back to school and get some education? Well, you know, really set a goal and create a plan for that. Do you want to, you know, have a, be in a relationship with someone? Set a goal, make a plan for that. And all of these goals and plans entail risk. You know, maybe it's putting yourself out there on a, on a dating site because some people are afraid to do that. Maybe it's, you know, doing this extra education. Maybe it's having a difficult conversation, a last 8% conversation. That's to me the real key. And, 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 and here's what we know around goal setting is that we sometimes make our goals when we're in a motivated, energized state, which is great, but that's not always our state. We go up and down in the course of a day, a week, a month. And so what I would say for folks is find a real structure. And, you know, one of the things, the reason that we have the last 8% morning podcast is so that it's an active podcast. It's a structure. It's a way to create structure in our lives. So the idea is you wake up and as opposed to looking at your phone and which only, you know, pumps in bad chemicals, cortisol into our brain, which just causes us to burn out and get, be less happy, even makes us fat, to be honest. That's part of cortisol's effect. And by the way, it also decreases our immune system. That's what cortisol can do. So as opposed to wake up and look at your phone, <clears throat> what we say is wake up, put your shoes on, put the podcast, you know, earbuds into your ear and go for a walk. And so the podcast is a 15 to 20 minute walk where I guide you. So if any of the things that I'm saying right now is slightly interesting to you as you're listening, you know, go download the podcast last 8% morning, get up in the morning, get up 15 minutes early. Don't look at your phone first thing, go for a walk. And it integrates three things, movement, going for a walk, mindfulness, walking mindfulness though, because a lot of times That's people, str they struggle with sitting mindfulness. So it's walking mindfulness and then mental training exercises. So some of the same things like Petra and all these other things that we talk about, we deliver, there's like a hundred episodes. So every morning you could wake up and you could do this. And the idea is that at the end, you end up with like we do goal setting and gratitude at the end of these morning walks. And what happens is that now you've got a way, it's a structure in your life because I think it's hard when we're working from home, we're not, like we're kind of stuck. And this, you know, so this to me is one of the things that can be really helpful. And I think what it does to come back to your question is it reminds us how precious life is. And that in a sense, as I like to say, we're all going to die soon. We don't know when soon is, but we're going to die soon. So let's make the most of it. And so that's what this whole kind of last 8% morning podcast is about. It's so it's both some ideas every day, but it's also a way to create structure so you can achieve your goals. So you can create the kind of life you want to have and not live with regret. You know what? I'm, I'm sold out on that now. <laughs> so, you know, so, you know, I think I'm going to add that, you know, into my own um, routine now, uh, just taking that, taking that walk in the morning. I usually reserve my walks in the afternoon, but I may switch it up now. Um, well, you know, what's funny, Marcus, yeah. my son, he said, dad, you've totally misbranded this podcast. I'm like, pardon? <laughs> he said, well, you know, when we look at when people use it, a lot of people use it in the morning, but a lot of people yeah. use it during the day. He said, by calling it morning, it might make people think they can only do it in the morning. So just so you know, Marcus, you can actually listen to it later in the day too. And that's what some people yeah. do, of course. But anyway, for me though, I find it's helpful because 
if I look at my phone first thing, honestly, I just start to get like, you know, I look at politics of what's going on and it drives me crazy what's going on in Washington. And I feel really upset about that. Or I see an email or a text. I'm like, ah, and all of a sudden like I'm cortisol in my brain and that's not good. It's a stress hormone, stress hormone cortisol. So, so instead I put on my shoes and I go for a walk. In fact, you're going to laugh at me. I sometimes listen to my own podcast as a way to just build structure into my own day. <laughs> that's good. Hey, you know, like you'll be surprised the, the, the amount of, you know, in information and motivation you can get from just hearing some of the, you know, the, the episodes you have done yeah. in the past. Because like some of that stuff, you know, comes back to help you. It does. When, when you need it most. It's true. It's brilliant. Brilliant. So you you kind of gave us where we can find the podcast. Uh, we know you got got uh, the uh, New York Times bestselling book out there. Get, uh, that's um we can find that still. Uh, that's still available on it Amazon is. or anywhere else. Yep. You know, books are sold. Uh, the name of that book again. Tell us what the name of that book again. Yeah, it's called Performing Under Pressure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's available on Amazon and you know many countries. I understand, so yeah. it's still still available. Yep. Yeah, and and then far as following you on social media, uh, they can do that. You know, yeah, absolutely. So you know, it's a funny name, JP Palu Fry. Um, but the last eight percent project is where we have a Facebook page and group. Uh, you've got to apply to get into the group, but you know we we let most people in, but we just want people who are committed to do you yeah. know doing the work. Um, and then, like I said, we've got this uh, YouTube channel that's going to be coming very soon in the next couple yeah. of weeks. So I, I, I want people to look for that. And you can just you know Google my name, JP Palu Fry, P A W L I W dash fry fry and so that's probably those are probably the best ways uh to kind of follow me brilliant brilliant well we're definitely going to stay connected with you jp uh really appreciate you my friend you know feel free to stop by anytime thank you uh, when COVID's over with you know if, uh, once we got the studio back open love to sit with you sit with you in person uh, maybe when the raptors come and kick the butt <laughs> Bucks ass, excuse my language. Yeah, yeah, you know, yep, yep. Maybe you know, invite you to the game. We sit down, yeah. you know, and uh, yeah. And, I hate uh, to say it, the Bucks are way ahead of the Raptors this uh, this year. So yeah, we way know, ahead. I'm gonna eat my words. I think yeah, you're gonna have to. <laughs> yeah, so you know, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm typically a season ticket holder. So now uh, this year, wow. you know, I, you know, I didn't, I held out. You know, I said, oh man, you know, we're not gonna. You're not going to be in those that arena this year, so yeah, true. Uh, hey, so yeah, once you know, once we back in the arena again, I'll I'll be there. You know, so awesome. I, I had to invite you down for a game and 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 tease you. You know, so I, hey, <laughs> I'm all in. I'm all in. <laughs> all right, so uh, it was been good. You know, everybody. You know, um, thank you guys for joining us on this wonderful conversation. Make sure you check out my buddy JP and all that he's offering, and you know, we we will see you on the other side here for some more goodies. Wonderful. Thanks, Marcus. And uh, to everyone, don't want to wish you good luck. I want to wish you two things, not good luck, but good preparation and good courage. Have a wonderful year. I wish what I was getting ready to tell you right now was a scare tactic, but you know what? It's no joke. In fact, 
I talk about it all the time on shows like the God Pill Wisdom Show and Jay Moore Tech Talk Show, our partner show. Government and bad actors are around the corner waiting to steal your data or at least be nosy about it. I almost lost my life because I was unknowingly participating in fraud. I didn't even know it. Two life sentences I was looking at. But now I stand firmly against anything like it. This is why my tempo today for you is to hook up with a company that can protect you and give you all type of solutions. Niz Nuisance approached us, a veteran-owned company. Woo, who would have knew? Former military? They got the insight. They know how to do it. They know how to serve you. Hook up with them right now. Tell them that I sent you. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.